Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform not only your business, but your life. And today I have a very special treat for you. I want to introduce you to my friend, Bethany Murdoch. She is not just a beautiful person inside and out, but she has truly a heart for God. And for over 15 years, she has been helping heal and restore people who have dealt with so many issues, life, grief, just spiritual development. She is such a wealth of knowledge and resources. Bethany has over 15 years of just ministering to people where they are at without any judgment. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about this issue of the narrow road. Bethany breaks down this whole idea of how do we get on this road? (laughs) What does that mean? Hey, Bethany, how are you doing? I am good. You know, when we were talking pre-recording, I was thinking, oh my gosh, she knows so much on so many different subjects. Life counseling, family counseling, restoration, healing. I'm like, where do we begin? I don't really know. And (laughs) I remember you told me straight up, let's talk about the narrow road. Can you tell those who who are listening, what that looks like, what's that about this whole issue of this narrow road? Yeah. First of all, thank you, Denise, for having me on. It's, it's always, it's amazing how God brings friends together. And um, now with all the technology we have, we have this opportunity to get to know people from all different walks of life that we would have never gotten to know. So I'm just happy to be uh, your friend and uh, to be a guest on your show. So thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, so I, I think the idea uh, as a life coach, and I was a pastor for a number of years, an executive pastor and a worship pastor, and just working with people. And even in my own journey in life, because this is not just for everybody else, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is for us too. I just think we're in such significant days. Um, and I think anybody listening, no matter what you believe, no matter what walk of life you come from, if you're a mom, if you if you work full time, um, if you're old, if you're young, anywhere in, in anywhere in between, um, I think we all know that we're living in strategic days and significant times. And I know that there's a lot of roads that are offered to us. There's tons of roads. You know, you can you can pick a traditional road. You know, the one that everybody expected you to take. You know, you follow in the the fa- your family's footsteps or society's point of view, you kind of take that road. There's other people that take maybe a safe road, um, one where there's no real risk. I think at times, I don't know about you, Denise, but I think we all have seasons of picking a safe road, especially if we've um, been through a- an unexpected road season where there's been a lot of twists and turns. I don't know. What do you think? You know, as you were talking about that safe road, I literally got a degree, no lie, that seemed like that was the quickest and safest way out of computer science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'm not even doing anything that I got my degree on. And that 
is what I hear you saying is that we get ourselves into situations that come into decisions that turns into lifestyles that yeah. were built based on fear and anxiety or pressure or insecurity. And we never stop to examine how did we get here to begin? Yeah, with? really good. Really good. And, and also it, the, the bottom line being, no matter how you're walking right now, you are on a road, whether or not you realize it um, or have ever been kind of given it any thought, we are all walking towards something. And I think this, this idea of a narrow road really comes from Jesus. And uh, if you know him well, you'll be familiar maybe with some of these, these ideas. If you're on the fence and you're not sure what you think about uh, Christianity, you're not sure what you think about God, um, if you're not sure what you think um, about who God is um, or even what you believe, um, you are on a road. And I know for, for those of us who know Jesus, um, he speaks to us about the different roads that are offered. And he does it in Matthew, um, the book of Matthew, verse 13 and 14. And you can read it. I love it in kind of every version this morning I was looking at. It, I'm like, gosh, which version do we read? Because they're all so good. But just for our purposes today, I just want to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. And again, no matter what you believe, these things are true. And I think you'll find that uh, to, be, to be the case as we go. But the Bible says, and this is Jesus speaking, he says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many and you can think about that, highlight that word, circle it, whatever. Many who enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow or contracted or made smaller by pressure and difficult to travel is the way that leads to everlasting life. And there are few who find it. So right at the outset, I don't know about you, Denise, but you know, it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't we go for the, the wide road? <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> Sounds, I mean, because Jesus doesn't sound like he's setting that the narrow road up to be the one that you pick. Um, but I actually think that what he's doing is something we all crave. We, we crave the truth. We crave, you know, why didn't anybody ever tell me this about any situation in life? There are great books out there um, that are like the stuff nobody tells you, whether it's about being pregnant or um, in business or whatever else. And I think there's a lot of people walking out there with misconceptions of what it really looks like to follow Jesus. And the reason why he gives us these two choices, the wide and the narrow road, is because he wants us to, to let us know what it really is going to look like to be a disciple. And the word disciple just means follow, follower. And the wide road is more pleasant to the human eye. So on the wide road, it's like the, the party road in some respects. It's a lot of immediate gratification of quick answers, of um, shortcuts, um, and that, that seemed good for a while. So it's kind of like um, it, it actually looks like life right now, like I'm going to live and this is going to be great. It's going to serve me well to take that road now. But in the end, it equals death is what Jesus is saying. And the narrow road is actually the reverse. The narrow road is die now and live later. But dying, what, what do I mean by die? Do I mean that Jesus is actually saying, go out there and you know commit suicide or spiritual suicide? Of course not. Jesus is a, a life-giving God. But when he talks about dying, um, it's because he's drawing a picture of what he's about to do. He is about to go to the cross. And he says, if anyone wants to follow me, um, then they're going to have to deny themselves 
take up their cross and follow. So the very act of denying yourself is dying in some ways. And so what does dying look like? You know, according to what Jesus did on the cross, it looks like obedience, commitment, and sacrifice. So we're talking about the narrow road. We're talking about what it's actually going to look like. Why is it contracted? Why is it made smaller? Why is it compressed? And the word compressed just means reduced in size or volume or because kind of flattened laterally. And this happens, you know, the less of us begins to happen as we take the narrow road, we're taking, we're leaving ourselves in some ways, what we want, what we think, what we feel, those things are taking a back seat to the life of God and to understanding what Jesus is asking for us. And if you're in business, is it okay if I touch on this for a second, Denise, about business? Yeah. Um, you know, just if you're in business, you might think, well, how I might skip this podcast today because I don't really know how this is going to relate <laughs> to what I need to hear about starting my business. I need encouragement. And that's kind of where uh, I wanted to go today. But I, I've got to tell you, this totally applies because, like I said at the beginning, whenever um, we're all walking towards something and whatever road you choose will determine where you land. And that's not just a spiritual concept, but it's a natural concept. In other words, wherever, uh, whatever road you're choosing to live on right now will be, you will get the end result of what you chose right now. And so if you're in business, um, you might be like, okay, I want to build something that's lasting. I want to build something that's a legacy. I want to build something that's going to go on after me. Um, Then the narrow road is the road for you because I get, I get kind of this picture of the wide road um, kind of being like, comes to life, it's kind of like a a roaring fire, a burning bush right out of the gate and dies quickly. And if you've ever lit a grill, um, which I haven't, but I watch my husband do it all the time. I just don't enjoy fire. I have long hair, so I just don't want to learn how to light (laughs) a grill. But immediately there is this huge fire that goes up the minute you light it. And the idea of a grill, you don't put anything on it when it's that hot because it it will be like a a hockey puck if you do that. Um, But you let it blast and then you bring it down and the slow burn is what actually makes the best food in the long run. So we don't want businesses, we don't want um, our our, uh, contributions to life be something that flames up really quick and dies very quick. We want something that is a slow burn. It gains momentum the more it goes. It doesn't lose momentum over time, but it gains momentum over time. And so the narrow road offers us that because anything that Jesus tells us to do is for our good and for um, and, and has eternal value, not just here on earth, but in the life to come in Jesus. And uh, so, Denise, do you want to add anything so far? I don't, I don't want to um, talk over you. Oh, no, 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 no. Like you've been seeing some gold here. I, I just wanted to come from a different angle and still talk about business is that I'll yeah. never forget in the beginning of my business, I only wanted to hear strategies. How do I grow my following? How yeah. do I make us money, money? How do I make offers? How do I sell? And I remember when I first buckled down after a year in business and mm-hmm. said, I think I need a business coach. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I need some help. And I remember the very first things that, um, my coach, Sarah said to me, she's like, you can't have a business without ethics. 
Mm. And that it doesn't matter any of the strategy. And this is someone who was not a believer at all. Okay. Really but good. Really you good. and she knew that the foundation had to come from a sense of ethics and values and integrity. Yes. And I know that those of you guys who may listen to me may be a Christian or may walk, regardless, whatever your walk is, you know, or not walking at all. <laughs> understand yeah. that this is applicable to where you are right now in your life in right. every season. Right. Because if you're doing things based on how can I get ahead or how can I get this riches? You will see how fast that money will deplete from your hand. I have talked to so many people over the years who have accumulated millions in their business only to lose it because of hooking up with sh shady business partners right. or not being careful about what terms and conditions they're agreeing to. It just comes in so many different flavors. So this whole idea of this narrow road, this is a larger concept of saying that if you want not just your business or work right but your life to work right it is limited options and there's freedom there's a lot of freedom that comes into it i know that some of you guys who might be listening like you know what i saw my grandmother or my father or my uncle or whatever and he said he was a christian or a buddhist or whatever and he was shady as they can be therefore i don't want to hear anything you have to say we're, we're not talking about them <laughs> we're we're not talking about those people we're talking about a standard and we Bethany and I, we're not, we're not perfect, all right? No. <laughs> but we're walking and learning and growing just like everyone else. And so this is the, what we're going to be sharing is all the things that we have learned through our experience and not yes. necessarily edicts. Yes, exactly. This comes, it's one thing to have information. Yeah, I, I kind of don't feel like anybody's looking anymore for information. I mean, information's good. It's, a, it's good to have uh, knowledge, okay? But um, having information with no revelation. In other words, it's just information. It's not something that's alive inside of me um, is, is a totally different thing that you don't, nobody really wants. I think what makes um, you attractive in any area of your life, including business, is having that confidence that comes from like what you're saying, Denise, the framework of ethics. And when I say framework, it, it frames your, your purpose. It frames where you're going, where you're headed, where you've been. It, it puts this uh, confidence, not only inside of you, but it gives people coming to you confidence because you aren't confused about where you're going. And so it's important, even if you're sitting there today or uh, doing whatever you're doing and you're thinking, I don't never really thought about this before, that's fine to be right there. And I've never thought about this for, before because you can take the time now to just begin to ask yourself some questions. What is it that I believe? Because it matters. Ethics matter. People want to know, um, you know, just that, that there's more under the hood with you, that there's purpose behind what you do, no matter what it is. Uh, people want to know why it matters. And if you know why it matters uh, because of uh, a purpose that is on your life, a calling, a sense of calling, a sense of mission, a sense of vision, um, other people are going to be attracted to that. So uh, just circling back to, to the narrow road, um, you know, I, I, when we talk about what does dying look like, and I threw out just quickly, um, I believe it looks like obedience, commitment, and sacrifice. Obedience you know, we think we know what these words mean, but obedience means submission. And I know a lot of us are entrepreneurs. We might have our own business. We might be our own boss or we might be leading people. I always think and I always know that um, the best leaders are the best followers. And submission just means to come under. 
So maybe you don't have a physical boss. Maybe you don't have somebody that is physically telling you what to do. When you're walking the narrow road, part of what you're dying to is being your own boss, being your own God, being your own savior, being the one who um, is the be all end all and the buck stops with you. At, when you come to that intersection. And I believe that's that's really what the visual that Jesus is giving between the wide and the narrow road. I picture it like you're walking one single path and all of a sudden there's a fork in the road and it's an intersection. And to me, an intersection is a point of decision. And so you are deciding in that moment which way you're gonna go. We've all been there. At the simplest level of an example, we all drive or we ride public transportation, no matter what it is that you do. Um, and I lived in New York and you know, we did the subways, we did everything you need um, to make a decision where you're going to go. Am I gonna go straight? Am I gonna turn left? Am I gonna turn right? And um, so the, this place, this, this road is a point, this intersection is a place of decision. Will I come under? Will I obey God? Even though I've got nobody telling me what to do, I could technically do what I want to do. And maybe what you want to do is a God idea. Maybe it's great. And um, God's breathing on it. And you take that. Uh, but maybe it's something that you need to sit with a little bit more and find out, you know, and wait, God, I need to know what you're saying to me. And if you're wondering, well, how do I know what God's saying to me? Do I light candles and meditate around uh, a room or do I, you know, join a specific um, spirituality group or something like that? How I'm going to tell you how you know what God is saying to you is you open the Bible. And in Psalm 119, the Bible says, your word, O Lord, this is David speaking, your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. We're talking about choosing roads. And if you want to know with, if what you're about to do, what you're about to choose, um, it lines up in a place that's going to lead to life. Um, on that narrow road, you you look at the word to find out what that's going to look like, and then uh, uh, commitment just means you know this is this is huge. A commitment means an obligation that restricts freedom. Okay, so all that whole definition sounds terrible in our culture. <laughs> it means what you're going to restrict me in some way. I'm not going to have all my freedoms, my rights, my control, um, and yet in America. <laughs> go ahead, say that again. Especially in America. Yeah. Welcome to the USA. <laughs> exactly. And really welcome to the human soul. This is just humanity at its finest. Um, and I'm saying that in quotes <laughs> at its finest. We don't like commitments. We're slow to commit and we look for back doors and better options because we don't know what it's actually you know, going to mean. And the minute it's inconvenient for me, I'm not going to be held to it anymore. And so what Jesus went is he obeyed the father. He came and he said, I'm going to die on the cross. Nothing in him wanted to do it. He prayed in the garden, get me out of this. If there's any other way yet, not my will. And it was agony for him. The Bible talks about the agony that Jesus went through in within himself to actually obey God in that moment. And then commitment meant um, his, his freedoms were going to be restricted. Now, the minute that he decided he was going to die, he was going to have to lay there on the cross and walk it out and truly commit to what that was going to look like. And it was massive. And so when we're coming to the narrow road, we realize, okay, I'm going to have to submit 
I'm not going to be my own boss. It's easier to be my own boss. It's easier to tell everybody what to do. I'm, I'm going to have to commit, meaning I'm going to throw away the key. I'm going to say it's your way, God, not my way, but your way. And can I just tell you, if you're, if you're struggling with that today and you feel um, pushed down, like uh, repressed in some way by that, that thought, I just want to encourage you that actually it's the most releasing thought in the world to know that God is the one leading the way because we fail. We make terrible decisions at times. Even if we make great ones for a season, we're all in, the, in danger of making really bad decisions. And so when I come under the authority of Jesus Christ and what he says, it's actually the safest place I can be. And so commitment, you know, that we're actually going to throw away the key was the next one. And then sacrifice. It just means to give up something that you value a lot for the sake of something more valuable. So sacrifice, you, you don't want to sacrifice for something that's not very valuable. Usually when you're sacrificing um, anything in your life, whether it's your time, you know, if, if it's a time away from your family and you're doing a business commitment, um, you know, and you're thinking, you're weighing it up. Should I do it? Should I not do it? You're thinking about what it's going to mean for you. How much time is that going to take away from my family? Is, is that you know, going to work for me? In the end, there's some sacrifice attached to it. Um, you are going to have to give up a little bit of something to get a lot of something else. That's usually how we weigh it up. And so when Jesus went to the cross, he gave up his life. I mean, this is so massive. Everything in the human soul is about survival and wanting to live. And when Jesus said, my life is actually less important than the lives of all humanity. So I'm willing to die because he considered you so valuable and he considered me so valuable. When I look at my own self and I think of the mistakes I make and how not perfect I am, I think how on earth did God in the flesh think I was worth coming for? You know, and yet he looked at it weighed his options and said, it's worth it. Denise, do you have anything you want to add to that? You know, I was thinking at that moment when right before he was about to be betrayed, he literally asked three times, please take this cup away from me. Please yeah. take this cup away from me. And that moment where he was at a juncture point. And I believe that I'm speaking to believers, non-believers, and everything in between. I think God speaks to me, higher power, however you want to call it, in three forms. Through him, through prayer, him, through his word, and him, through people who are gifted and, and placed right then and there. And at that moment, God, wrapped up in flesh, Jesus, had that moment saying, I can either go my way, which would undo the whole divine plan that we have right now or I can go that narrow road and I think that we all have those critical moments where we have to really ask ourselves long term is this going to help me immediately or is this going to bring out about a larger bigger plan that will help more people yeah I remember many many years ago this is so silly uh, it was, I, I live in the Austin, Texas area, but I used to live in the uh, nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And I remember I was out with a friend on 495, that's the, the interstate that kind of wraps around in a circle. And this is before I was driving. And I remember he asked me, what exit are you are? I'm like, I am exit 
where it says Annapolis Road. I forgot where I was at the time, it doesn't matter. And I remember we missed our sign and guess what happened? We had to make, we made a loop around the entire beltway, 40 mm -hmm. minutes unnecessarily because I did not have the wherewithal to either ask someone who had more authority, my, my iPhone, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I give iPhone as an example. It could be your Bible, it could be someone who's like prayer for, like the point is if we just ask ourselves those moments where we're saying what is really happening during those junctures, we can actually shorten our time or lengthen our time, depending on what our goal is. I think for a lot of us, we're making circles all around, all around, when we mm. could really just have a shorter distance to where we want to be. Yeah, so good, Denise. That's really true because uh, the bottom line is, we can be our own worst enemies when it comes to traveling. <laughs> and if you're, and I'm not just talking about on, on like the actual traveling road, um, but when it comes to just our journey in life. And um, first of all, I think you, you have to understand that, that the narrow road is the road less traveled. And so you got to be careful of who you're listening to and who you're asking um, direct, quote directions from because just like there's a lot of roads being offered to you, there's also a lot of directions to get to those roads being offered to you. And you can start out, you know, with the best intentions. God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do this your way. And then something comes along or a direction comes along that sounds good. The Bible says in Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end or woman, um, but in the end, it leads to death. How do you end up in a place that leads to death when it seemed right at the beginning? I think there's always road signs. I think there's always things along the way that kind of show us um, kind of where we're headed if we're paying attention to those things. And the road less traveled is something, first of all, I think you're going to have to, we all have to settle within us and be okay with. Understanding um, I might not be able to walk with a lot of people in my life. Does that mean that I'm not their friend? No. Does that mean that they don't bring amazing other things into my world? Um, no, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means when it comes to vision, direction, uh, where you're headed, when you know where you're headed um, towards the things of God, towards the things that are going to have eternal value and that in the end are going to lead to the best life possible, then it's going to kind of create some distance from th some things that you need to create some, some distance from. Um, there's a scripture in Psalm 119 that I love in the, in the message Bible. And it just says, barricade, David's praying this to God. He says, barricade the road that leads nowhere. I choose the road that leads somewhere. I post your road signs at every curve and every corner. And I think what, you know, part of it is just like I was saying a second ago and that you're explaining by thinking about that, that um, exit moment where you just keep getting back on the same road over and over again, kind of can't find the secret. You know, there's one. <laughs> Everybody else here seems to be working this whole traffic pattern thing out. Great. But I keep doing circles. I do that at airports sometimes. Um, <laughs> can't find my way around. Um, but I think we have to learn how to read, read the signs and ultimately learn how to obey the barricades that God puts up you know, for our good um, to know whether or not we're heading uh, in the narrow path. And ultimately the narrow, the narrow path, just to give us a destination is home, home. So what's home? Home is 
wherever Jesus is. And yes, the Bible says that he lives within us. And um, when we invite him into our lives and to say, God, I give, give you control. Jesus, I invite you to be complete um, Lord. That means, you know, master. That means savior. You're the one in control, the ruler of my life. In that moment, he comes to live inside of us. So yeah, is he inside of us? Yes. But where he leads us is towards the ultimate goal of, of heaven. And uh, so we're all on that journey, heading in that direction. And so it's really the way home. And I think we've got to know, are, am I headed that way or am I losing my way? You know, I, I just want to say, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. As, as I was listening to you, I was thinking to myself, there are so many people who seem that they've got it all together. They seem that they're successful, but judge it by the fruit. Judge it by, do they look stressed? Do they look agitated? Are they living the life that you want to live? I think a lot of us were following people and trends that on the surface seems that it's a great idea, but upon closer inspection, it's further from the truth. Yeah. So as you're thinking, as you're listening to what Bethany and I are talking about, ask yourself, what is this attracted to me? And if it's not, ask yourself, why are you, are you even following to begin with? I mean, it's, and it's okay to backpedal. It's okay to make some decisions that may not seem popular. I remember talking with this one client who told me she had to just tear down her entire business because it was based on trying to get a, approval from her father who didn't even care about her business. Mm, wow. And sometimes wow. it demolition has to occur in order for you to build something beautiful and stable and long-term. That's right. That's and right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Until we die, until, you know, there's, there's, first of all, there's always hope until our last breath, as long as there is breath in us, there is hope to do a reroute and do it again. And, and, you know, Jesus doesn't just say, Hey, you get one chance, get it right. I hope you make it off you go. He doesn't do that. He, he gives us that room um, to hopefully we won't have, have to do it so many times that we have an ocean of regrets um, attached to our life. But if you have been in a place where you're like, man, I, I don't know how to get out of this. And I just feel like I've, I've messed it up. And I, I don't know if I can um, get, get on a different path. I might, I feel kind of stuck. I just want to encourage you that you're not stuck. You are, you are able, you still have breath in you to do a reroute. And um, I was telling Denise when we were talking a little bit ago um, the other day, about the idea of a GPS system, which, you know, now we all have them in our phones. But and when I was living in New York, and it's really not that long ago, like nine years ago, um, it's amazing how much, side note, technology has come even in nine years, because the phone I had at that time, which was an iPhone, didn't, you had to download like Waze or something to actually get directions. It didn't already have that whole navigation thing um, in it. So I, I was trying to drive to visit a friend, being new in the area, and I lived in the city. They lived um, in, in Jersey, a little farther in, like in the suburbs of Jersey. So I'm like, cool, I've got this, I can do it. Well, 
all of a sudden I did not have the right, like I printed out, <laughs> this is so revealing, but um, I printed out my directions and apparently the directions weren't updated to the latest traffic patterns with construction and I got horrifically lost. And I realized I'm never setting out again without the right GPS system. And all I heard in my mind, and now when I'm, I make a, a wrong route decision, I've got you know, Siri, I got Alexa, I've got whoever on star yelling at me, return to the route, return to the route. Nowhere mm. in that GPS system does it say uh, you, you're, it's over. You're never going to mm. get there. You might as well give up. It just says, no matter what mistake you make, no matter how many times, return to the route. And then she gives you a little map or whatever to, to get you from where you are off the map into right where you should be on the map again. And so if you're listening and, you, and you're thinking, I've uh, kind of lost my way, um, I'm, I might need to switch some things around. I've been doing it in my own strength. Um, I've been kind of my own boss in ways that are holding me back. Um, when you submit and you bring Jesus into the mix of your life, your business, your family, whatever, um, the best ideas come. The best relationships come. Are they relationships without trouble? Is it, you know, like Oz? Like I've, I've, you know, I'm in the Emerald City. No, we're not in that perfect world until we get to heaven. So um, the narrow road doesn't mean no problems. You're going to have problems. But the, the difference is who's driving. And you will arrive at your destination um, every time you return to the route, which is I'm returning to you, Jesus. You will arrive. Oh, this is so good. So I want to make sure that those of you guys who are listening will stay listening to the second part because we're going to dive in more into how do we get off track? How, how do we start drifting? And more importantly, how can we stay on track? So Bethany, I'm so excited to talk with you in our second part coming up. For those of you guys, make sure that you're going to stay tuned because we're going to be talking about some really good stuff. All right. right. Yeah.